So God is our Father. That is our message today. So I'd like to focus more on God as the example of fatherhood. And later, uh, see how we as fathers can learn and how the children can also help us become better fathers. And of course, the wives as well, how they can encourage us to be better fathers. The Sermon on the Mount, found in Matthew 5 to 7, revealed God as Father. Our text comes from Matthew chapter 6, uh, 4 to 8 and verse 26. So God is our Father. Uh, he is powerful, yet He is Father. He created the whole world. He can destroy nations with a snap of His fingers if He want to. With the power of His Word, He put the world into existence. The power of His Word. There was light, there were stars, there were animals, there were plants and trees. Yet He is Father. And uh, this text, chapter 6, shows us a glimpse of that Father heart of God. And uh, we shall uh, read verse 4 first. Let's go to verse 4. It says, So that your giving will be in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Of course, the context is also what not to do. Do not be like the Pharisees. Do not be like the hypocrites who give to others uh, for the sake of being popular. And uh, some people do that. They, they help, but they take pride in helping. They say, we have helped many and announce it like a trumpet. Okay, I'm one who gives a lot. I give a lot to charity. And uh, the Father, the Bible said, Jesus said, but the Father does not see it that way. That's not the way. Because if you wanted the applause of men because you do good, then you have your reward already. But for the Father, the Heavenly Father, if we do something good and he sees it without you bragging to others, then he will reward you. So one thing we know about God the Father is he is a father who rewards. Can you say God is a rewarder? Let's say it again. God is a rewarder. That is so true. God is a rewarder. But we have to trust him that he rewards in his ways and in his time. We are not to dictate to him how we will be rewarded. First, you know that scripture already states how we will, re we, we will be rewarded in many ways. But specifically, it is God who does it in his time and in his way. But we have to trust God. But God is a good father. And you know, fathers give a lot of rewards to children. And you know, fathers say, okay, if this is done well, you have a reward. And sometimes some children live out of that reward and uh, they enjoy the rewards. Some of us do it, but don't do it too often because it sounds like bribery if you do it too often, right? Bribing your children. You have good grades, I give you money, all right? Uh, sometimes it's okay, but I do believe that's more of the role of the grandparents to spoil the children. Okay, that's their role. They just want to spoil their, their grandchildren and do let them except for certain areas. You just negotiate with them that we have rules and allow the kids to follow rules. Uh, so God is a rewarder, and, uh, and uh, it gives us confidence to do things for him, not for others. Unlike the other people that Jesus mentioned, the hypocrites, where they did it for the, their own self. They want the applause of men. But if we do things for the Lord, 
the Bible said, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, even the most trivial thing, do all for the glory of God. Everything we do, if we are students, if we have to study, why do we study? Do it for the Lord. Don't do it just for your parents or just for yourself. Let us do it for the Lord. When we serve a client, if you're a businessman, uh, if you serve a client, we serve with the best of our ability, not just for the sake of making money, not just for the sake because good customer service is expected, but as believers, we go one step higher. We say we do it for the Lord. We serve our customers well. We serve them fairly. For what purpose? There is now a higher purpose for our lives. It's not just doing things for the sake of doing. It's now doing it as an offering to God. What we do for God is considered worship. If you work and you work hard and you dedicate it to the Lord, that is considered worship. Worship. If you're an auditor doing the boring stuff of counting and looking for the gaps, uh, if you do it for the Lord, you do it in excellence for the Lord, then it is considered worship. Everything we do, whether just having a meal in front of the family, if we do it for the Lord, engaging our, our, our siblings, our parents, our children, if we do it in the name of the Lord, we come together for the glory of God, then that is considered worship. Whatever we do. But if you're going to do something that you believe cannot glorify God, then it cannot be done for the glory of, of the Lord. If we are tempted to commit adultery and we commit adultery, you cannot do it for the glory of the Lord. But if we do things, we say things for the glory of God, then amen, that is considered worship. Every word we say, every good thing we do, if done for the Lord, is considered worship. And that is one way to please the Father and take note. The Father is the Father. He is a rewarder. I do the things I do because I know my God is good. I have a God who loves me. You have a God who loves you. What proof do we ask for? He gave his only son to die on the cross for us. That is an expression of love for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. What he gives us is everlasting life. But more than that, plus, 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 blessings on earth as well. We have the eternal blessings, but God is so good that he also knows that we, are, we earth people need earthly blessings as well. We need to eat. We need to pay for bills. We need to clothe ourselves. We need a place to stay. And if you have all that, praise God. God is good. Amen? Just do not be envious. Because the Bible is not, does not condone envy, does not want envy. Lord, bakit yung bahay ko ganito? Ba't siya mas malaki? Grow up, kid. 
God has a plan for everyone. We must embrace the plan of God for us. There is a purpose for everything. In fact, what's most important, one, is the eternal life through Jesus Christ. But even here, as, as humans, God looks at what we do. But if we do it for God instead of others, God is pleased. And you can trust that God will be our rewarder. Verse 5. When you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they may be seen by men. So when you pray, do not make a show of it. Because there were people then that they actually pray in street corners so that they would be seen. They dress themselves in sackcloth. They put ashes. And when they're fasting, they want everybody to see it. But the Lord Jesus is saying but not for you. God looks at the heart. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. What's the reward? The applause of men. But you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. God wants you to pray. God wants you to come to Him directly. Find a private place when you can pour out your heart to Him. Hey, but doesn't God already know what we need? Yes, in fact, we will read that. However, why does God still want us to pray when He already knows what we need? As a good father, He knows what he, we need. But God is Father, and Father speaks about relationship. Even though he knows what you need, he still wants you to interact with him. But we always say that prayer is not just about asking. Prayer is, is, is being with. Prayer is enjoying the presence of God. Thanksgiving is a form of prayer. There are many songs that are, are a, a type of prayer. It is being with God, enjoying the presence of God. God is love, and love wants to fellowship. Oh, He doesn't need any one of us, but He wants to. As God, He can be by Himself. However, because of His great love, He wanted to share with people. He wanted that relationship with us. More than, what we, more than our desire for a relationship with God, God's desire for us to be with Him in that private place of prayer is much greater than we think. God loves you and God wants you to come to Him. Yes, God is good. But when we come to God, there are many ways to come to God. We can thank God for so many things. We can thank God. The Bible even said, count it all joy when you encounter various trials. And in everything, that includes the, the not so good things in life. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. God wants us. God wants to connect with us. It's a relationship, not a religion. Jesus did not come to establish a religion. Jesus is not a religion. What Jesus wanted was for God and man to be restored in relationship. In the Garden of Eden, 
God would come in the cool of the day and walk with man side by side. They would fellowship with one another. So that is the restoration that Jesus wants. Please do not think that coming here, uh, just listening to sermons and then going home, that this is it. We are not another religion. What we encourage is when you leave this place, the whole week you walk with God close to your heart. You have a heart for God. You have a love and a passion for God. So many lessons have been taught by entrepreneur gurus. Find your passion and uh, you will be successful. Of course, that's actually wrong. It's not enough that you do your passion. You have to be really good at it. But as believers, it's not religion that we must be passionate about. It's about that communication, that communion with God. Once I heard somebody teach the strength of the Christian life depends on how close our walk is with God. The strength of how we, we live the Christian life, that we may be transformed in his image and reject the works of the devil, the temptations of the devil, the strength of that comes from our relationship with him. Some people may know many verses, can quote many verses. They have read many books and they can even debate. But all that is nothing without that relationship. God is Father. But I know there's a limitation when we think of Father because earthly fathers are not always good examples. So on behalf of the fathers, forgive us our children. Forgive us for the many wrong things we have done. When the times that we did not listen well but prejudged you quickly, we were quick to give advice instead of listening to your, your struggles and hurts. Forgive us if we were not sensitive. Forgive us for not investing enough time to know you, thinking that we know you already, but not knowing that as you grow, you also change. If we make human fathers as the basis, our basis of who God is, we will be mistaken because God is perfect. Human fathers are not. But fathers, we will try, right? Amen? I can't hear you. We will try. We will try to be the best fathers we can be on earth. Because we must represent the Father God to our children. It's not easy just listening to that. Me saying that wasn't easy. Because God holds us such a high standard. It's a good thing God is forgiving. Good thing I can go to God and say, forgive me. It's a good thing I can go to my children and say, forgive me. I'm sorry, I was wrong. When we come to God, know that God is a rewarder. And God wants us to pray to Him. Let's continue. And when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do. Meaningless memorize repetition. If it's not from the heart, it's nothing. Again, 
Don't come to me with memorized statements. I'm a person. Talk to me. I'm Brother Ed. I'm Kuya Ed. I'm Tito Ed. I'm Pastor Ed. Don't come with memorized words to people because I'm a person. When we sit together, it flows. We discuss. I listen to you. You listen to me. It flows. That's how a relationship works. You don't come meeting your friends and preparing all, a whole script for the, for the coffee time for one hour. You don't do that. When you come to God, my friends, more than us, He is a persona. Where do you think we came from? That image that we have, where does that come from? We come from the image of God. So we come to Him from the heart personally. It's a relationship. Remember, I remember Samuel, when God told him, Anoint with oil the next king. Go to Jesse's house. And he went to Jesse's house. And he said, I'm looking for your sons, Jesse. Where are your sons? The prophet has come. I have work to do. Immediately, Jesse, the father of David, sent for the eldest. Eliab came. Big body. Muscular and tall. Wonderful personality. My imagination is more like uh, those cartoons. Huh? Uh, that's muscular superhero cartoons with nice hair. Hello, Samuel. <laughs> Was that Johnny Bravo? <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I think he had that personality. And then, and Samuel was moved by the visuals. Wow, this is it. This is God's chosen. But then the small voice of God comes to him and says, "No. Is there another one?" Jesse, yes, there's another one. And again, it's a no. And another one, again, it's a no. And then Jesse, there's no more. But the prophet said, no, there is one more. Oh, him? Ah, he smells like sheep. He's, he's, he's the, doing the least things in the house. He's not even a soldier yet. Uh, him? We will not begin unless he comes, says the prophet. God said to the prophet, I do not look as a man looks from the outside. I look at the heart. So David comes smelling like sheep. Have you smelled sheep before? Go to my farm. I have like 10 to 14 sheep there. Try to just... Oh, it's, it's, it's cute when they're small, but when they grow, they kind of really smell. So here comes David, smelling of sun and sweat and sheep. No visual cues that he's the man of God. No visual cues. But God said to Samuel, that is the man. So this young guy was anointed king of Israel. Friends, God looks at the heart, not on the outward image. Not on our piety of looking holy. Sometimes God would appreciate you just sitting down there alone and just cry. Better than, oh, holy Father in heaven. <laughs> Hypocrisy. God looks for heart. The Father looks for heart. Is our heart, does our hearts belong to the Father? 
Does your heart belong to the Father? That's the question. Or does it belong to many things? Your heart is pulled by many things. Does, it, does your heart belong to the Word of God? Ah. Verse 8, so do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Do not do those vain, empty repetitions, but rather speak from the heart. Verse 26, let's jump. The Father is provider as well. Look at the birds of the air, that they do not sow, sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? Are you more, well, are you better than a bird? But he said, observe the birds of the air. You know, it's good to observe this in a farm. They just come, and then they just peck, 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 peck. Then they fly. They ate something. Maybe bugs. Maybe worms. I don't know. They seem to just eat. And of course, they also eat my palai sometimes, and my sili. But they also share. Don't you know that? That I have a lot of sili at, in the farm, and I, we did not plant. I think that's where when the bird poops, and he ate a lot of chili. They'll be chilly, right? So. <laughs> they also share. They take, but they also share. Wonderful creation of God, right? So God, God said, you're, more, you're better than birds. Are you better than birds? So why worry? God takes care of you. Are there problems? Do we have problems? Everybody has problems. Don't make your problem too special. Everybody does. Some have worse than others, of course. But I guarantee you, in this room, you do not have the worst problem on earth. No, 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 no. Because you're still breathing, and you're here, and you are clothed, and you are in, in an air-conditioned room. Some have it worse. You have to just be thankful for God for what God gives you. Rather than be envious, why is my house smaller than his house, Lord? Why is this? Stop comparing, stop being envious, and thank God for everything that He gives to us. You hear that? Because God is good. God has a purpose why you are what you are, where you are, and what you have. God is a God of plan, He's a God of purpose. And everything works for the good to those who love God and called according to His purpose. God is provider, our God is good. He has provided for us until today. Oh, yeah. So, let me give you some applications, but let me extend the message a little bit more on the practical side of being fathers. One, let us renew our perspective of God. We must see Him as Father without forgetting that He is powerful. He's still the powerful God. He has not changed. But that powerful God has the biggest heart in the universe. The biggest heart. He welcomes everyone who would come to him. And he welcomes us. He welcomes you. He welcomes me with open arms. Come! Come! God is Father. If ever you sin, come to him. He's willing to forgive you your sins. Pastor, I'm so evil. 
I can't approach God. You know, you got it all wrong. That's why you have to approach God so that your evil ways would change. You got it all wrong. Because the farther you are from God, the more evil you become. The more wicked the heart is. But the closer you are to God, the more you feel unworthy though. Because the more you are shined by His light. And you feel unworthy because you see all the wrong things now. But that is a good step. One who sees his own wrong is a good step closer. It's a step closer to him. If he, now you see some sins that before you don't care about, now you've, you, you're bothered by it because it's a sin. It means you're getting closer to God. And then comes a time that you no longer feel guilty. Ah, yes, sin makes us guilty. But once we ask for forgiveness and we walk in fellowship with God, we overcome sins. Guilt goes away as well. If you feel guilty, come closer to God. Because God can remove that guilt. Do you know that the love of the Father, Father God, can prevent a lot of suicides? If we can just come to Him. Now, we have so much reports on the news of people committing suicide. That's the reported because they're popular. Uh, just imagine how many who are not that popular, not that well-known, commit suicide. The love of the Father is needed, needs to be felt by them. And you know what? We can share that to others. Know that the Father is intimate with us. He knows what we need before we even ask. That's number two application. He knows even before we ask. Then we must also grow in intimacy with God. Can you say the word intimacy? Say it again, intimacy. Intimate with the Father. Knowing the Father's heart, and you'd know that God knows your heart. If, some, if you think nobody understands you, there's one who does, the Father in heaven. If we fathers fail to understand you, there's one who understands you. It's the Father in heaven. God is intimate with you. I encourage us to be intimate with Him. One time out of working really hard, I bought a car. <laughs> Used car. Third-hand car. <laughs> That's where we all start, right? <laughs> then one of my sons came out. I think it was you. And he was a little boy. And I was trying to clean that, that car. Perhaps 10 years old already. And he was saying, Dad, is this yours, Dad? I said, yes, son, it's ours. Then he said, galing mo, Dad. <laughs> oh, my, if you know how I felt then, every father would know. And he never stopped. He went inside the car. And he pointed at the seat. This yours, Dad? Yeah, it's ours. Kalimudad. <laughs> and he, he pointed at the steering wheel. Is this yours, Dad? It's ours. Kalimudad. You know, it drove me crazy. My sons, my daughter, blesses my heart with a single slightest appreciation. 
one time, one of my sons was so generous with us. I said, how do you rate your parents one to 10? Are we doing well? We, we needed feedback, you know, that's what I learned in business, get feedback so you can improve. So, so I think Leon told me, 9.9, .9, Dad, oh, very high. Uh, why 9.9? Because .9? nobody's perfect. <laughs> uh, it's a witty thing to say, but those things a father will never forget. God does not forget every thanks you throw at him. Every the heart that you say, thank you for this, Lord. He does not forget every word you have spoken to him. No, Jesus kept saying, you being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more, the heavenly father? How much more? Our God is good. We must grow in intimacy with God. That's why if you're intimate, sometimes you remember a blessing, you can't help but smile and say, thank you, Lord. Sometimes it makes you cry. <laughs> thank you, Lord. <laughs> uh, number three, believe that God takes care of us. If he takes care of the birds of the air and the lilies of the field, for sure that he watches over us. He watches over us. God is watching. Learning from these principles, I come to the practical side of application for the fathers. <clears throat> One, God is a rewarder. We have to reward our children. Doesn't have, you don't have to be rich to reward them. Know what they like. Find a way. Give them gifts. Yes, fathers. Next, know what they need. This is difficult. And don't think that you know, because they grow up and they change. In every stage of life, people change. From toddlers to children to preteens to teens to young adults to, to adults to middle age to the down to the twilight years. People change. Our needs change. Their perspectives change. We have to try to know them. And don't assume that you do. You have to reflect God. God knows them, but we're not omni omniscient. We're not all-knowing. So what do we do? We listen. We observe. Sometimes it's good to talk and ask them, how are you? How do you feel? At first, it's awkward if they haven't done it for a long time. But you keep doing that. And just let them speak. And try not to give advice. Sometimes it's good to give advice. But there are times if it's just listening. Kids, you can tell us, Dad, can you just listen and not speak first? <laughs> can you speak tomorrow instead of today? <laughs> That's fine too, as long as you say it. Okay? Just make sure we don't get a heart attack, all right? <laughs> I mean... Say softly, but sometimes just to share your perspective, your heart, what you're going through. We may think they're not listening, but they express it in different ways. Remember, men are not always showy. I wasn't. It was my wife who turned me. Uh, I wasn't. If you knew me in college and, and, and as a young man, I could have won in poker if I did, because you couldn't read my face. I didn't like smiling. 
because I thought smiling takes a lot of effort. <laughs> and now it's normal for me to smile. <laughs> for me, the most normal thing is to analyze. Hmm. I try to think it through. And all my tests show that I'm an 80% thinker and a 20% feeler. I feel less. I'm, a, I'm in danger to become not human in my feelings. But then I remember, I must reflect God. And God is whole. He has a heart. I must show my heart. I must have a heart. So listening, caring, encouraging. And if we do speak fathers, we can say, good work, son. That was good. Little by little. Good effort. Do better next time. I'm rooting for you. I'm there for you. One time this kid, brilliant, genius, just didn't want to go to school anymore. And one of my professors was a therapist, social worker, PhD from the States. She came here to teach and I was one of the students. And she told me a story about this kid and the family consulted her. I said, come to my office. And they brought the kid to the office. And immediately she knew the problem. Everyone was there. All siblings were there. Both grandparents were there. Father, mother was there. Even some cousins, aunties, titas are there. She already knew the problem. There was not enough space to breathe. Sometimes they need a little space. Oh, sometimes you have to check what they're watching. But sometimes you have to give them space. I'm not ready to talk yet. Okay, tomorrow then. Because if it's a serious thing, as a father, I have to know. But if it's a trivial thing, that's fine. I give you your space. Then she discovered, after she talked to the child alone and put everybody out, took a while until this genius kid didn't want to go to school anymore. You know why? Because he got a 99. And one of, them, one of them would say, why didn't you make it 100? Somebody got, he, he gets 98. Why didn't you make it 100? I just said, forget it. Parents, widen your scope. That's why you need training too. Parents, do you think you need training? Yeah, don't be so hard-headed. First time I came here, this church, 2014, I said, okay, let me share a parenting seminar. You know, very few came because many think they know how. My first step of being a parent is to humble myself before the Lord and say, I don't know how. And I need your wisdom for this. Because I must reflect God to them. This frail human that makes mistakes every day must reflect the Father's heart to them. So fathers, we humble ourselves and say, there is no manual for fatherhood. We have the Bible, but not everything is revealed there. You know why? Each child is different. It's not like a manual for franchising. Good morning, sir. Welcome to blank. Sir, would you like to make it large fries, large Coke? There's a manual for that. Parenting, you only have principles. 
principles. In relationship, we only have principles from God's word, but the application is unique. That's why fathers, we come together and we talk. And you know what? Something I also accepted. I can raise my children, but I am an incomplete person. I need other fathers who are godly to pitch in. That's why our belief, it takes a community to raise a good man. You know, fathers, you know, another difficult thing is God is father, but he's multifaceted. He's also friend, right? He's also provider. You know, the difficult thing there, I have to be father. Then I have to be friend. At a certain time, I just have to be friend. No acting like a father, just being a friend. And there are certain times I have to act as a father. There are certain times, Dad, come here, let's talk. Dad, you want to try this? And sometimes I get criticisms from the way, for the way I speak English. Can you imagine my children say, you pronounce it wrong, Dad. And that's cool, that's cool. I love it. Because at that point, I'm a friend who's open to feedback. I cannot be, how old are you? You know how old I am? Huh? Huh? Okay. I like divide it. Come on, divide it. My age divided by your age. You see that number, huh? You know what that number means? Shut up. <laughs> I don't, we can't do that. Otherwise, you can be superior, but you cannot be friend. Friend is about letting the guard go and admitting your faults as well. So when I talk to my children, you know the problem with me at times? I say, I have to say it that way. Your dad's not perfect. I have to say your dad's not perfect. So whenever I do something imperfect or a mistake, they remember that, oh, dad's not perfect. But if I give the impression that I am never wrong, I never say sorry, I never seek for forgiveness, then the demand is very high to be perfect. Men, I encourage you, humble yourselves before your children and say, pray for me that I may be a good father to you, as the father is good to us. Do not lose hope. But Pastor Ed, I'm already a grandfather. Ah, remember the stages of life? Your children will need you in a different way. Don't treat them like children, but in a different way they need you. Advice, study, connections. But if you miss being a good father to the kids, you have one more chance. Be a good grandfather. Right? And things you missed, you can apply, though you cannot do it every day right now. You've missed that. But I also encourage you to value the time now. You know why? Once a door closes, it's closed forever. It's closed forever. She would only like dolls at a certain age. After that, no more dolls. Right? It's now about clothes. It changed it. It's changed. When it's done, it's done. Once it's easy to say, hey, Dad, can we go to the circus? Oh, we don't have circus here. Can we go to the park? Yeah, let's go to the park. Don't miss that time. 
Because one day when you say, let's go to the park, you know what the teenager would say? Oh, me and my friends have something to do. The door has closed. Now you negotiate. Can we do twice a month? You're with us. And once a month we do it. You now negotiate because they're now having a life of their own. Time changes. Do not miss the time. Let us all rise and let us pray. God our Father, you are good and you are great. But you are love. Thank you. Thank you that you are love. God is love. And we pray, O oh Lord, that we as fathers would reflect your father heart to our children, to our family. We pray for more godly fathers in this nation who would love you and fear you and be good examples to their children. That we may, they may see that God is approachable. That God is forgiving. Although God can be firm at times and discipline us, yet God always forgives. Allow us to show that. Allow us to show, to say the words to our children, I love you. I love you. Teach us to be vulnerable at times. And we say, forgive me, I was wrong to misinterpret Forgive me, I'm sorry that we may have children who know how to admit when they are wrong. Teach us to be good examples of loving our wives that our children would see how a man should love his wife. Father, thank you. And most of all, thank you for who you are, Lord. <laughs> you said you will never leave us nor forsake us and you said that we are your eyes on the sparrow and we are much more than sparrows. Therefore, you take care of us. Thank you, Lord. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of His Spirit be with you all. God's people say, Amen. Amen. Palakpakan natin ang ating ama. Praise God.